0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with singer, writer, and speaker, Alison David. She is a UK-based musician, medicine woman, a renowned singer, writer, and speaker who loves teaching people the magical and healing powers of their voice. She helps creatives and visionaries activate their voice so that they can have confidence and take action to manifest their visions, create the world they want to see, and have a lasting impact. She's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. Thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to dive in with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years going through a global pandemic as an artist how did you make it through it and how has it changed you
1: okay well how did i make it through it my major hobby is personal growth and i have a community that i am in that um we talk online and we do internal we do inner work and witness each other so um my international community was strong and the internet was working so even when there were people stuck in countries that couldn't get anywhere we had a, a network of support and we were able to continue as before um so that bit was okay um i was lucky i had some people who were kind to me and gave me money which was amazing yeah yeah so i was very fortunate in that respect and then it's quite interesting in this country uh there was a little bit of support uh for self-employed people as well as employed people and um you know, often when you do your tax, you know, you try and make your income as low as possible, you know. and But I've been so honest, it was all right. <laughs> it did me in good stead, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it's not a dishonesty or honesty, really. But, you know, yeah, my cost of living and the expenses and everything, I just, I scraped it through. But it yeah. was what was so beautiful was the opportunity to not keep at it working like really hard relentlessly and never when would i have ever taken time off i wouldn't
0: yeah yeah no there were silver linings for sure so you know on paper you are a singer you're a writer speaker but if we boiled this down to it's essentials i'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders it's career day and one of the kids curiously looks up and asks you what do you do for a living how do you answer that child
1: I sing covers to feed my kids.
0: Okay. All right. So what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream?
1: Okay. Third grade would make me, um, what, like eight or something.
0: Eight or nine. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I would have said, actor and singer I do all well, I I don't properly know but I know when I got interviewed for a secondary school which is like 11-ish yeah. I said I yeah. wanted to be an actress and a singer okay so uh, but when I was eight or nine I've I really I really don't know but I've been a dreamer all my life so I've you know I remember but I can't really I have issues with my memory I don't remember my past very well so I don't yeah, it's like I block out huge chunks of my life. And so I don't really know. Um, but there've been all sorts of things I wanted to do. I had a million job ideas and invention ideas. And I'm a dreamer. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm like in this life, there's no shortage of things that I could fit in. I mean, there I can't fit all the things in that I'd like to do yeah. in this life.
0: I, I know the feeling. I definitely do. Let me ask you this. As a singer, what was the first concert that you ever saw that blew you away?
1: As a singer, well, I wasn't a singer. I mean, I, even though I might have said that at my yin, yin, uh, secondary school interview, the idea of being a singer was completely away from my mind until I fell into it at 20 ish. Um, so, but the first concerts, well, the first concert that comes to my mind right now, I saw JB's, I saw Fred Wesley, PB Ellis, and um, Gosh, who's the third one. Three of the JB, so that was amazing. And um, um, but that I mean, I've seen Nina, Nina Simone at the Royal, but Hall. Um, uh, I remember as a singer now when I just started to emerge as a singer, um, and that was literally telling a few people that I'd like to sing. Um, I went to see her I saw Herbie Hancock on the headhunters at a festival and I came back and I had this song I got the jazz I got the jazz I got it pumping through my blood flowing through my veins this rhythm is driving me insane I got the jazz and it was that that came out through watching them and um, the way that they interacted on the stage I was really fascinated just you know it's very much about communication, the way that they were playing. Um, I mean, at the time, I didn't know anything about. I mean, I'd seen some concerts before, been to Glastonbury. I'd seen some. I've seen some great people, but that was the one where, yeah, like I got something. I got the jazz of that day, and and it was partly because of the way that they were looking, and I got this sense of. I couldn't tell this to eighth graders, but orgasmicness, you know, there's like peaks that you these like rises and peaks and then and then falls and yeah oh yeah
0: (laughs) i like it i love that description so let me ask you this take me back to your childhood what were the seeds that were put into you that made you a dreamer that made you a creative that made you follow this path that you're on right now
1: Mm, good question still can't answer it i just always have been a very joyful person and you know it's interesting because i was also very much in denial of stuff um and but i just i i think i had aspirations like i grew up on a council estate in southeast london and I used to want things and I used to want them and then eventually I'd get them. And it was, you know, I I can only remember roller skates. Yeah. At the time I wanted to join the Brownies so badly. We didn't have much money in my family. And so the cost of the uniform was um, expensive. And, um, you know, there was something about wanting something and getting it that, that I have my signature song is called dreams come true. I believe the dreams come true. And so, I had this experience in my life that I could want something, wish for it and get it. Now I wouldn't get it straight away, but I remember that there were the brownie uniform. In the end, I ended up, we got the 10 pounds that we needed. And and then we went to the market and there were these roller skates and I got roller skates instead, which is probably a good move. Um, And but like I remember wanting a bicycle and, you know, it was some years later, but I got it. And it was just that sense I, I had from such an early age that anything I dreamed of, I could achieve. It didn't mean I couldn't have it. I could have it straight away, but I could get it eventually. So that is partly the answer to your question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great answer. So let me ask you this. Who's been kind of a hero for you in your life?
1: That's a difficult question. I don't really have heroes. Okay. Um,
0: Or inspirational figures.
1: Inspirational figures. I mean, the first person that comes into my mind, again, I'm back on music is um, Stevie wonder as, as a, as a person who um, like when he started making the albums where he played every instrument. Yeah. That just was sexy Um, uh, in terms of, you know, I like motivational speakers. So I have motivational speakers that have inspired me and, uh, the, the significant ones in my life probably started off with Louise Hay and a certain point there were a few others in the middle and then it got to Eckhart Tolle. And then, um, I got into Abraham Hicks, uh, which is Esther Hicks, um, who it's called channeling like Channeling. I do that, but I believe that it is channeling. It's like, um, and that's who I really like, Abraham Hicks, still into them. I have a mentor at the moment called Sage Levine. She's a coach um of coaches, and her company's called Women Rocking Business. She inspired me. Um, the teacher before that that I really liked, she taught human design business stuff, and she inspired me. And she was called Beth, she is called Beth Davis. I had a tantra teacher, um And her name at the moment is Aya Omi Tola. And um, uh, she's been a great teacher. She was the first person who really saw me. Like she saw, I don't know what language I'm allowed, my bull crap. She saw it.
0: You're you're good. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this. What would be a dream concert for you if you could go back in time or even in modern era? Who would you love to see live?
1: Uh, do i have to can i just not go just to 1969 and go both to woodstock and the one in um, brooklyn the two yeah. concerts can I have two festivals They're really close 100%, to you each can, yeah you can add, yeah
0: yeah
1: oh and i uh, can i can i get to see loads of people i love that era like i love 69 is such a good number um and uh you know there was that one in the park with all the black people where stevie wonder and people like that played yeah. and then there was woodstock and you know i love all the hippie music so much so yeah i would oh, that would just be the best time yeah. machine musical experience of my life.
0: yeah absolutely so what is the motivation for you every day you're a creative you you obviously have a lot of fire in you what is that every day for you to wake up and to do what you want to do and to ultimately be who you are
1: I believe that I came to planet Earth to be on a mission. Um, you know, in the end, it's like spread love is the mission, right? But I've defined it and found better ways to to, to name it. Um, but if you listen to the songs I wrote back in the 90s, um, and to what I do now, it's the same message that I'm. You know, I, I, I believe that we could all live in the beautiful, connected world. You know, I, I, my passion is to really live with capital R and a capital L, like to really live, to master the art of living, and to experience bliss and joy and connection and oneness, and to be here to. um inspire others to do the same so my passion and my mission is free your true voice and interestingly it's in my palms if you look at my you know hands it's there it's in it's in my uh, human design like the idea that we could express who we really are and share our hearts and be ourselves and connect and and do things as a collective togetherness like inspired by love is such a funny word but it is love but connection um authenticity so freeing your voice is me my inspiration that i would love people to really be themselves in the world and really share their hearts because i believe i have another song intrinsically we are the same we were born with open hearts and we're just trying to play the game and it's like you know i would love to see that yeah show up and be a part of it
0: yeah absolutely what was the first song that you wrote where you were like
1: I got it. No, I got it. It's not going to be what you think it's going
0: to (laughs) be. So
1: we were all all made to go to church when we were kids, right? And then there was the teenagers who had to go. um, We must have gone on a day trip or something. And we came up with this song called Pickin' My Nose. (laughs) And I used to sing it at school when the teacher was late. And um, it has has a... um, That I wrote because I was quite brainwashed in that but i can still remember it's quite melodic and um but the pick of my nose one yeah so it was like a pretty much bluesy thing so i'd get the kids so i go every morning when i get out of bed and then the kids go so i got all the kids involved and i still do sing along things that's Um, awesome yeah
0: i love it i love it so let me ask you this what's been the best advice you've ever gotten
1: listen i can't tell you the best advice but the first thing that popped into my head was pick your fights yeah <laughs> it was when i became a mom when i was becoming a mom and um yeah yeah so that that's the one that popped into my head like and i did a, i have a facebook group called free your true voice and and uh i try often most weeks or to to do a live and and bring it open as a zoom so anyone can join in the conversation and pick your fights was one we did recently you know it's like or pick your battles um in any way in any world like just as a mother true you know if you're going to make no 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 with your children you know you have to decide what's the real no's that we're fighting for but also in this world you know we can spend a lot of time putting energy into things that we could just let go of and it's so interesting because just now earlier I was listening to a podcast my favorite podcaster um, I was interviewing Mel Robbins and uh, she was talking about this two words leave them and it's a bit like that you know just like can you just leave things can you let people get on with things can you you know, how much do you actually have to engage in trying to fix things and mend things and stop things? And...
0: Yeah. So what's been the best fan letter you've ever gotten, best response you've ever gotten from a performance?
1: Again, I can't answer the best, but the one that comes into my head is there was a guy, he's now in the non-physical, and I have this song, Dreams Come True, and he wrote to me and told me, Um, that he was feeling suicidal and he listened to it and it it used it to pick him up to help him feel better. And so that's the most precious one in my head right now.
0: Yeah. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into it like a 20 year old version of yourself. You can give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained in your life. What advice would you dispense on that young version of you?
1: Your ideas are good. (laughs) don't let them tell you that they're not trust and believe in them and fight for them because they're good and you're still going to have them in 30 years time so yeah Uh, but you might be ahead of your time
0: (laughs) yeah when when did you believe that when did that absorb in? did that take a while or was that have you always had that as kind of a backbone
1: so interesting i just found this song um maybe like three weeks ago uh I wrote it I think I was fighting with the father of one of my kids but it might have been there might have been a war that one of the wars oh, the one where George Bush was in president after the twin Tower that kind of war Afghanistan yeah. Yeah. And, yeah um and um but there was me fighting with my ex at the same time the father of my daughter and and um and it was about you know before we if we want to have peace in the outside, we need to make peace on the inside. We can't stop fighting ourselves. And so I found that it just popped into my head. I was driving and then I was like, it took me another week or two to remember the title. Cause I thought it was going to be on a cassette somewhere. And then I realized it's on my phone. It's still in my iTunes from before. So um, that message is always that, that was there, but I think, and then I sort of started listening to some other songs that I made in the nineties and I'm like, gosh, I've always, I've always known this stuff. Like, so it it surprises me over and over again that I've I've been on the same mission. Because there was a time when I completely lost faith and hope in everything I was doing. And I lost my mojo. And it was like 10, 11 years of lost mojo. And even though when I refound it, I didn't realize until literally a few weeks ago that how everything's connected like this I'm a coach and I coach people to free their voices and that's what I'm passionate more than singing I'm c- passionate about encouraging people to speak up for themselves and express their true selves and advocate for themselves and their ideas and a better world and um so yeah it feels like I've done a full circle and and i only quite like I say it's very very fresh that I realize I've been have actually been the same all along
0: you know it's interesting when you say full circle i my my stepdaughter turned 18 about two weeks ago and we went on a trip and we were waiting it, for a ride at a, an amusement park called the time traveler and it was the metaphor is perfect for this and she just kind of looked up at me and it's her birthday and she said you know in 30 years you're going to be 81 and i was just sitting there and i was just thinking and she just kind of opened the door a little bit and i said you know i will tell you this that i figured out about life is that you're going to have to reckon at some point, everything is full circle. Things will always come back around. And it's interesting. And then I kind of turned the tables on her and I said, you know, you're going to be 48 in 30 years. And she was just, that. that's when it kind of blew her mind, you know, but it is interesting how far we run in life and how hard we go, because I, I operate like that, that you will always run back into your shadow. You will never outrun it. And one way or another, you know, it's going to be there. So I'm curious, what was the moment that got you out of the funk? What was the moment where you snapped back into who you were?
1: I got into listening to Abraham Hicks. Um, Abraham Hicks. It, there's a couple. There was a couple called Esther and Jerry Hicks, and she um, that they some. I mean i i I think it, the law. The words law of attraction came from them first from her first but this uh, this law of whatever you put your attention on you get more of yeah and so um where the way est the way esther is like basically she channels so this the wise version of her like any artist channels like it comes through you yeah so this wise version of her is called abraham And it comes through her. And when she like, you know, does a bit of meditation, it just comes through. She's got the art of it and all this wisdom comes out. And so I started listening to the talks. There's an endless number on, on YouTube. And, um, you know, I've got lots of sort of esoteric kind of friends and I've had for, for years and who meditated and things like that, but I could never meditate. And she, Esther, I mean, it's, Abraham, you don't know what what gen what um pronoun to give it, but they um have a meditation and I thought I I'm gonna do it. And I, so I started meditating and I was listening to all this these talks and this idea of I love you know people talk about gratitude. Well, Abraham often calls it appreciation. And if you think about appreciation in terms of money, right, when you appreciate when something appreciates, it gets bigger. So it's a lovely word. And it was, I was singing at the beach. I I sang on the seafront. That was my job. Like I got to sing three or four days a week, um, standing, looking at the horizon facing South, like, and various things, you know, that were lovely. And just this pivot of appreciation, it was 2012 and it was the pivot of doing the same exact thing, but looking at it through eyes of appreciation really helps. Yeah. Then changed everything.
0: So of all the things that you've done and overcome and become in your life, what are you the proudest of?
1: I, I'm a little bit emotional. Funny enough, this week I've been going through it a bit, you know, like emotionally. Um, sure. I'm actually, today is the, um, it's the celebration of, a six-month program coaching program with my clients so we're having a celebration ceremony in um three hours and um i'm so proud of my people the people that have been coaching this yeah. is the second six-month cohort i'm just so proud it's the most amazing thing especially they're creatives and visionaries right so especially if I witness them giving birth to their creativity, their um, their output, their confidence to do their beautiful things in the world. Um, it's just the most amazing thing. And I've played some great gigs in some great places and travelled and all sorts. But being hands on and witnessing this transformation in someone's life. I feel so proud. So
0: let me ask you this. You know, as an artist, you always have these dreams of places that you want to play on, a stage you want to perform on, a place you want to go to. What was that for you? What was the place that you got on stage and you were like, I can't believe this is happening?
1: Hmm. Well, in the future, it's Vegas with an orchestra. But right now, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's probably Glastonbury Festival Jazz Stage with a band called Red Snapper. That was cool. Yeah. Um the biggest audience was Tea in the Park. It was about ten thousand in the in the thing. Same band, I think. I don't know. Was it the same band? I can't remember. And then going to Australia, doing a tour over there, that was great. Yeah. Um it, it was good vibrations. And the band was called Freeland. Um, that was good. Oh, oh, actually, I got to do another one. Uh, there's this um, company called Ducky. It's quite a queer company in London. And they wanted me to be um, a singer. They wanted me, they had a night, a tribute night to uh, a TV chef from the 70s called Fanny Craddock. And everyone had to dress up as Fanny Craddock. And I got to, um, so i had was dressed up like her but i had a i had two songs and um and i had a kind of catwalk stage i see myself like you know really in the hugest stages uh being completely glamorous and camp and huge and so that one was quite nice that was probably the best one of its kind because i got to be really glamorous and in character yeah. um you know and have people on either side and Lap it all up and yeah that was really fun
0: (laughs) i love it so let me ask you this everyone out there has a perception of you your family your friends all of your fans everyone that you work with everyone in your your coaching group but you ultimately run the show what's your perception of you who do you think you are
1: oh i um consider myself to be an extraterrestrial um so it's so funny because my brother is now completely bought into it, and he's like, "Well, you know, you're an extraterrestrial," and uh, um, and yeah, a couple of people like have kept kept onto it, so they even remind me if I forget. Um, so yeah, I like that, and if I am an extraterrestrial from the planet Org, we're not we're not bodily, we're bo- we're blobs, we're like just what, what, amalgus blobs. Yeah. Um, so that's quite cool. A medicine woman is sometimes I describe myself as. Like I love the fact of being witchy pagan. Um and also Dormouse. Like some people don't realize how much I love to just curl up and be really tiny and quiet and, and they don't see that.
0: Sure, sure. Well, you gotta have a yin and yang, that's for sure. So if anyone out there wants to listen to your music, reach out to you, be a part of your coaching, anything in your world, where can they go? probably
1: the best place is alisondavid.com a l i s o n d a v i d.com but you know i'm on social media i on my personal facebook page is where i often share my heart my current what well, my journey and my poems and that's just a stream of real alison just being herself in front of people um yeah so That's that. Then I just have my uh, business, you know, music one, Alison David Singer, or on Instagram, Alison David Vocalist. Um, Yeah, and if you looked up Free Your True Voice, that's my Facebook group, and that's where we focus, you know, on building a community of people who would love to dare to express everything that they are. And so... If people wanted to actually be part of that community, it's called Free Your True Voice. It's on Facebook at the moment. I, I am birthing the website, so hopefully those four words will lead people to me wherever they are.
0: So I got to tell you, you know, along with doing podcasting and, and radio show, I'm a visual artist. I write. I do spoken word. I've I've done a number of readings, and I, I I just feel things. And you have a you have a very you emanate a very beautiful spirit, and I'm so glad that the world and everything pulled you out and you're, you're in full force. So I I got to tell you too, you asked me up front what really allured me in. And I was very, I'm very interested in this community of their singers and creatives, but there was one picture of you and you had a heart in your hair. And I'm like, if someone can do that to their hair, there's there's something special going on so that was one indicator that was one nugget so thank you so much for your story thank you for spilling the light forth on the show i really appreciate it best of luck with everything
1: thank you joe thank you very much and i'm very honored to be part of
0: your